Hey everyone, I'm Rachel. And I'm Jen, and welcome to Devilish Bookworms, the podcast. Where we read and review books and release episodes every Tuesday. This week we have My Three-Year-Old is a Barbarian by Erin Frail. Yay! A bunch of students getting Saturday detention is a story we've heard before. But this isn't your average Saturday breakfast club detention. Oh, I love breakfast club. (laughs) Nor is this your average teacher watching over the students. Mr. Jackson and Petra, a teacher's assistant, are left in charge of Saturday's detention after four students are caught with pot. Ew. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was going to say, ew, judgmental much? (laughs) I was totally kidding. (laughs) Petra is the mastermind behind why everybody got caught. She was able to use the school's Instagram account to track the teachers and the people who would rat out people buying, selling, or smoking weed. That's fucking genius. Okay. (laughs) Genius. Mr. Jackson has a little experiment planned that the students aren't aware of, which will send them on a trip of a lifetime. During his experiment, things don't go as planned, but their consciousness is transferred into heroes from a different realm called Kart. The worst part, Petra's three-year-old son, who happened to be with her at the time, is now a gigantic barbarian. And that, folks leads us into our story (laughs) so rachel what did you think of this book so i i think books that are like this or written in the same style are so fun to read there were so many comedic elements to this book that every single page had me cracking up there were so many like references there were so many jokes so many puns so many you know it was kind of like 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 comedic ping pong. I thought it was hilarious. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so listen, all the references are like 80s and 90s references, which were freaking gold because we're amazing. right we're we're smack dab in that timeline. Okay. We belong in that, like those references. But it's just the amount of references that are pulled in between Breakfast Club, um, between uh, even Superman was pulled into it. Uh, oh, Steve Urkel, the Doctor yeah. Who, yes, Buffy was brought into it. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is this is actually really fun. Yeah, the way that Aaron wrote this, not only did he use the references to make the jokes. But it was just like some of his characters just had that like a fuck around and find out attitude (laughs) or the whole like stoner. Okay, I'm sorry. So when I was reading this and we got to the stoner guy, (laughs) all I kept thinking of was Pineapple Express. How, oh God, uh, Seth Rogen and Franco. uh, yeah james franco are sitting there all fucking like oh dude we can't smoke enough i have a confession you've never seen it i never wanted to see it but no i've never seen it i don't love franco i mean (gasps) i don't (laughs) my heart 
I mean, we all know that he's kind of a garbage human, but like, even back then, I didn't really, I didn't hate him. I just didn't love him. I didn't go out of my way to see that movie. (laughs) I did because, well, that was my style and I still occasionally watch it. (laughs) Oh, I'll watch Jay and Silent Bob until the day I'm no longer breathing. And see, I've only seen that a couple of times. It, it's great. It's so good. I, but I don't know why. I just thought Pineapple Express was like so stupidly funny. Maybe I'll have to. Maybe I'll have to sit down and watch it. Oh, you're not gonna like it. It's so not <laughs> your type of movie. <laughs> I wouldn't bother. <laughs> but the character just in the book just happened to remind me of like their type of character they're in all this danger and they're still trying to smoke fucking weed and they're still trying to stay out of trouble and like hey man it's okay like that's the type of vibe i was getting off of this kid and it it was (laughs) i loved it i absolutely loved it yeah no i totally agree he was see my brain my brain was like oh that's jay you know what i mean oh okay yeah (laughs) I could totally see it. He was, he added so much, like so much of that, like there's that comedy where it's like, like, like that 70s show, like, like you can't believe that something came out of Kelso's mouth. You know what I mean? You're just like, yes. did you really just say that? <laughs> yes. And I'm sorry, but making the three-year-old a barbarian, like a gigantic barbarian, that was hilarious. Okay. The character that he swapped with was Levantis uh-huh so the fact that this grown-ass gigantic barbarian is now in a three-year-old child's body <laughs> like excuse me sir I want more it's like, it's like he's, so, he's 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 so vocal he's so you know his vocabulary is so extensive wow he was just like babbling and then all of a sudden he's speaking clear sentences like (laughs) i could not stop laughing especially at one point i was listening to the audiobook and the narrator was actually like doing a child's voice but a man's child's it was ridiculously funny so i don't know this woman in real life but she has to be so much fun to be around because of the fact of just how many different voices this lady can do. I applaud her. She did a great job. Oh, 100%. Can we talk about Rebecca Woods for a second? I think her last name is Woods. Because I did listen to a bit too. It was stunning. I've listened to my fair share of audiobooks, but I've never listened to a, a narrator who was that invested to differentiating the characters, like as she was able to bounce back and forth between them. Every single character had their own voice, their own cadence, their own way of speaking, different accents. And you hit the nail on the head when you were talking about how she did like the grown man's voice in a child's body because she sounded like a child. It was, I, my mind was blown. (laughs) Honestly, as much as Aaron should get credit for the way that he wrote this book, she needs to get a lot of credit for the way she narrated the book. Because I don't think he could have chose a better person to narrate this book than her. (laughs) I could not stop laughing. 
like obviously it that was mostly the content of the book but the way that she did it was just spectacular i would love to see what else she narrates just to kind of like see if she still has that same aspect where different characters have different voices and all that yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think that that's my my favorite i think my favorite part about reading this book was just how funny it was and it it just even without her performance the comedy really just bleeds through the pages it just you can't help but to read it as a stand-up act you know what I mean because everything is just it's worded so well and in a way that you're like oh no this is funny this is funny and then and then her narrating it on top of it was it just pushed it over the edge the way that the book plays out is it's like a big ass D episode okay mm-hmm. so they're, they're basically larping except <laughs> they're not larping and they're actually living it but and you're reading it like it's it's also consuming and confusing at some points because you're, you're going back from earth to current i just keep thinking you're saying cunt (laughs) (laughs) i i know i keep thinking it too because i'm like cunt cart it's very close it's very close but so they keep going back and forth from the real world to the realm of cart so it, it can be confusing at some points but at the same time either way you look at it like if they're doing magic in one realm and they're trying to sing and get their magic to to actually work you know they're singing like metallica (laughs) it was just like there there was so many different little things and i don't think i could appreciate the amount of references and little tidbit that he put in this because of the fact there was so many and i like the whole aspect of dungeons and dragons have you ever played dungeons and dragons i have not would you i have been asked (laughs) i have very firmly said no um (laughs) don't take offense to this i am a nerd i am a fucking nerd but i'm just not that type of nerd that that's just not my my shtick and that's okay yeah, I've played D&D with like two different groups in my life. And it wasn't extensive. Like I didn't play like for a long period of time. It was usually like it was like a couple times with one group and then with another group it was like for a couple months. It's not necessarily my thing either because like the world isn't really my thing. I mean, I I'm I'm I love reading books you know, this book I would read a hundred times again. You know what I mean? This one was great. Um, and then there are movies that I've seen that are kind of have involved a similar type world. I know like World of Warcraft, isn't that like sim- a similar type of world? Uh, kind of, yeah. Um, yeah. But so that like that world is not necessarily my thing. But here's the thing. If you took the Dungeons and Dragons like skeleton you could almost fill it in with whatever you want like yes there's fairies in dungeons and dragons but you could also why do i keep saying the full name i don't know (laughs) like 
<laughs> it's I'm like stuttering over the word. I'm like, why do I keep saying it? <laughs> yeah, you see how I stuttered, and now I nope, D and D. So like you like yes, there are like elves and fairies and stuff in that world, but you I feel like you could also like take that structure, plug in any genre or any you know character pool you want and then it's literally just like building a story you know yeah absolutely i don't know if you remember but back when we were i think it was like middle school (laughs) there was there was this game called runescape that everybody was fucking obsessed with they would literally go to the library just to sit there and fucking play for hours and i just i never i tried but i just couldn't get into it remember it being a thing that existed but i never played it i did (laughs) my brother and i were talking about this the other day i did play gaia online it was like it was like the little people and you would like dress them up and you like had your own little house and stuff but that was the only because i wasn't gonna like i didn't want to spend human dollars on it i wouldn't I wouldn't spend human dollars on games until I was, you know, older. (laughs) But I didn't want to spend human dollars on it. So, like, I didn't really, I was, like, entranced for a little while. And then I kind of, like, I don't know. I didn't get bored of it. I just stopped playing it. Did you play any games like that? So, I was all about the, like, the shooting games or... Oh, oh my God! I loved Roller Coaster Tycoon. That was like my literal favorite game as a kid. <laughs> like, I could not get off of it. Or, oh, my other my other game that I still play to this day, Mist. Absolute, hands down favorite game ever. I don't think I've ever heard of that. That's because it was for like Windows ninety eight, maybe ninety five. <laughs> but let me tell you. It's like one of those point and click games, and you mm-hmm. gotta find all the clues and uh, figure out like different noises that turn on different switches. And it is like the freaking most in depth game I've ever played. And I have beat the first two of the series, but not the the last. Like I think there's three, and I still need to get the the last ones because well. I don't own them. I think I own the third one. I'm not sure. Because it's like Mist, Riven, Exile, and then there's two other ones. But I I have the first two on my phone. Hmm. You know what I wish I could play on my phone? There is technically a Roller Coaster Tycoon app for my it's phone. Not the same. For, it it is not the same. It's uh-uh. not. And all I want to do is build roller coasters. That's all I want to do. <laughs> so listen, I played that game for a little while uh, because I love the whole aspect of world building and all of that. So this is why I was able to really get into this book. But the fact of the matter is it's not the old school of 90s roller coaster tycoon that we're used to or even early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, we would have to go back 24 years ago to get the game we want i thought that it was hilarious cleaning up the vomit <laughs> oh <laughs> like that God. was my favorite part was finding where to put food places and then making sure that there were trash cans and then cleaning up the puke 
that was the worst part of it. I was like, why is there always so much puke? Why do these people puke so much? But uh, okay, we digress a little bit. We <laughs> but you see, I feel like this, the way that we got kind of got sucked into conversation was the, is the same way that you would get sucked into the book. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. The f- literal first chapter. First chapter got me sucked in. Mm-hmm. And it brings in my favorite character, which is the undead guy. I I can't pronounce his name. I can't. But whatever. We're not known for our for not for our pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm awful. But he literally was my favorite character only because of how fucking weird he was. He shows up at Hidden Bottoms farm and he's quote-unquote dead in the garden and all of a sudden he stands up and starts making noises because he couldn't talk so the guy gives him a glass of water and then he's like uh thanks for that um my boss sent me and he's made me come to deliver a message and then all of a sudden he starts like freaking killing him okay (laughs) and i'm like whoa whoa what what the fuck just happened what was the message supposed to be and the guy's (laughs) wife is like watching this all happen right and the character's like can you just like turn around something it's kind of hard to maim this guy while you're watching and (laughs) i lost it i just i was like okay i can really like this book because if you're gonna sit there and make little snide comments like that I can really get down with that. (laughs) (laughs) And literally the entire book, there's different characters that make references or not references, uh, make snide comments and just like do the freaking most atrocious things. And it's fucking great. Oh my God. One of my favorite characters, I know that we're kind of jumping around, jumping, but one of my favorite characters was Fleb. And there's a part, oh my gosh, I'm sorry to anyone who's listening. There's a part where they're talking about Leduc. And Leduc is a character who's, he's a king. And he's kind of like in love with this girl. <laughs> so he's whoa, whoa. thinking of, wait, wait, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt. He's the necromancer. Okay. Is he not a king? <laughs> yes. But even Fweb corrects this person that is <laughs> the necromancer. So I had to. <laughs> I know. I know. It was perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, continue. So. <laughs> So he's like in love with this chick. And so, of course, in a human moment, he like, he, he like, you know, starts spending some time with himself. <laughs> and, and Fweb walks in the room and he's like, whoa, 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 dude, you don't knock. And Fweb, Fweb goes, yeah, I'm so I'm sorry, Skylord. I didn't see you touching yourself again, sir. I <laughs> almost lost it. <laughs> it was so funny. So on the same concept, but it was a different part. I want to say it was Tim. He was in his bedroom and he's getting ready to write a, a story. And he's having a quote unquote brainstorming session. And so he's fiddling around. And his mom bursts in and 
he goes it's part of the creative process it's it's a brainstorming session and she's like uh-huh brainstorming session right are you gonna write your history paper and i'm like oh my god like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh lord but literally there was so many great moments i I could talk all day just about the little freaking bits of shit that I highlighted that were just like amazing. So one of my other favorite characters is the Duke's mom. Okay. And there's a part where she, the reason why she's my fa- one of my favorite characters is because of the fact that her whole existence is those weird little quips. Like she was talking about one time, like, like he's sitting there the Duke is sitting there and he's like talking about problems that he's having. And she's like, I used to grow up on a farm, dude. Like I had nothing, you know? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. And then he, she's like trying to do the mom thing where she's like trying to be like supportive and like look on the bright side, blah, blah, blah. And he got mad. And she's like, excuse me for trying to remain positive. At least you still have a kingdom. I just had a farm. <laughs> His mom was really funny. She was so funny. At one point, he was uh, sending little necromancer pictures to uh, her cell phone, uh, Jenny or <laughs> Lady America. Uh, oh, I almost, I almost said it, Lady Amira, Amira, Lady Amira. I okay. So there's at one point they even called her Lady America in the in the book and it was yes, they so did. funny and they're like there's no C <laughs> and, and I'm not gonna lie that's what stuck with my brain was Lady America <laughs> that was so funny but so uh, the necromancer is literally sending dick pics to this, this chick <laughs> and then goes like mom why doesn't she like him she keeps calling me disgusting and saying I'm harassing her and then she's like well maybe it's your thigh <laughs> here's the thing this is the only time where we're laughing at unsolicited pics but it's so funny like she was so spicy but yet she was like (laughs) trying to help him but at the same time it just wasn't helping like literally this is the entire process of the book like every chapter there's something stupid Okay, and I don't mean like stupid as in like you're gonna hate it, but just like something stupid turned funny and then it is just like thrown in someone else's face. And it is just so gratifying. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like slapstick mixed with stand-up, mixed with you know, D and like it's so many different things all rolled in like together. Yeah. And if you're looking for a book that's just kind of like fun that you know you just want to read for entertainment and this gives you all the feel goods i think oh yeah they're on their adventure all right the the students are stuck in bodies that are obviously not theirs there's actually a couple uh their boyfriend girlfriend and they're actually stuck in opposite sex bodies so at one point the boyfriend has to use water to increase a spell 
so they're saying that he has to get naked and the girlfriend's like what what do you mean he has to get naked and she's in a man's body he's in a female's body and he's all like all right let's do it (laughs) (laughs) it was just it was really it was funny you know what I loved too is there's so much self-awareness in the book so like yes when when the male in the female's body character was getting undressed well he was like he was like excited he was like yeah I don't care about getting undressed I don't care about getting undressed and she's like I'm not worried about you I'm worried about the you know like basically the modesty of the poor woman whose body you're in you know what I mean or like one one thing that I loved was that it was addressed how you have your essence spirit whatever your your insides and you're put into another person's body right and we see it in like Freaky Friday. There's um, an Anne Rice book in the Vampire <clears throat> Chronicles called um, Tale of the Body Thief. And that one does kind of talk about it a little bit too. But but Aaron made sure to address the fact that if you are in another person's body, there's going to be some weird like motor function situations going on like you have to learn how to work this other person's body that you're in and I've seen people before who are like really lanky or have like really long limbs or something who are kind of like not that they don't know how to control their body but they're kind of like clumsy a little bit you know and so one of the characters was even like no you have to like let the body do what it's gonna do you know yeah because it's such a weird concept it's such a weird con like if I were suddenly I'm all of five three if I was suddenly transported into a six foot four person's body I wouldn't know what the freak to do I'd be stumbling all over myself (laughs) well it didn't seem like uh Petra's child had any issues he immediately started swinging his sword or his axe all over the place (laughs) I know this is a weird thing to say but I love the name Petra yeah like it's one of those names that i kind of like i don't remember i don't realize that how much i love it or i don't remember how much i love it until i hear it and then i'm like oh like like atlas that's another one where i'm like oh god i love that name but petra is just it, i don't know it's just beautiful no i do like it 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 just happens to remind me of a show i used to watch uh jade the virgin i never watched that petra was uh trying to get pregnant with her husband's seed by in vitro fertilization and i need you to keep this in the podcast but that was the least graceful way you have ever explained anything i am sure (laughs) (laughs) so they actually mixed up what was supposed to happen with the wife with a girl that was going in just for a check. Uh, The the girl was a virgin and got inseminated versus the wife that did not and did not get pregnant, obviously. That's how that happened? Yes. Oh. Uh, Not to, like, spoil everything, but, like, there was a whole issue with who was getting to keep the kid and all that sure then then the kid gets kidnapped at one point Mm. Ooh, like okay sons of anarchy 
it's a Spanish little telenovela, okay? <laughs> and they they literally do the whole like voiceovers and everything. Like, what is Jade going to do? And like, it, like, like Ugly Betty. Yes, it was so good. I I love that show. It was so cute. <laughs> I have to watch I, it. I didn't watch the last season. I don't think. I don't remember. But Rahelio is her father, and Ooh. he's yes, he is a a telenovela star. Oh, so he's a silver fox. He is indeed. But literally the whole name Petra is what made me think of it. So <laughs> we weren't that far off topic. No, I it was a it's a great name. So one thing about the the whole Petra thing. At one point they were all trying to disguise themselves so they didn't get noticed because they were supposedly like famous heroes. So one of them cast a spell to disguise them and all they did was give them Clark Kent glasses. That was the disguise. Just <laughs> a pair of fucking glasses. And let me tell you, I, I was rolling at that. But the fact that nobody actually recognized them with the glasses on was freaking amazing. And the kid was like obsessed with the glasses. And of course he was like the most famous hero, Levantis. So every time that the kid took off the glasses they're like oh my god look it's levantis and then he put the glasses back on and they'd be like where did he go he was just here it was so (laughs) and that's like part of the part where i mean that it was like stupid funny because how do you not recognize the person that's still standing right in front of you they're the same height they just have glasses on now but yet where did levantis go he was just here did you see him no oh well we must have the wrong room then i'm sorry to bother you (laughs) it's like she's literally the best part of that is the fact that they explain why and it was so accurate yeah it was but i don't know it just tickled my fancy (laughs) yeah no that's that's one of the things that's one of those like nuances in the in this book that just had me hooked because when you have concepts where it's like i don't understand how this 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 it's like wait no there's a there's a fully thought out explanation like you know what my favorite one is is um the time travel where it's like okay but if you time travel back in time then is there so you know that whole concept and everyone who does time travel explains it differently it's kind of like that those are the kind of things that are in this book yes and like I keep saying, he does write it so well in there that you just, you have a fun time reading this book. Yeah. We've done a lot of talking about a lot of the hilarity that's in this book. But I will say there actually is some talk about real parenting issues in this book. They do touch on different topics like um, Petra's father is dating someone that is barely older than her and even though he was supposed to babysit jonathan he just drops him off like oh it's your problem they obviously touch on the difficult aspects of being a single mother and how to deal with a small child alone even when they say you have help you don't always have help because of situations like her father where you know he was supposed to be 
caring for the kid but decided well he's got better things to do obviously it's her kid but if you were already (sighs) how do i put this without being an asshole no i'm gonna be an asshole (laughs) if you've already made the decision to help out your child you've made a commitment you already have possession of your grandchild you're supposed to be taking care of him then fucking do it don't all of a sudden come up with yeah my girlfriend has plans so i want to have free time no you've already made a commitment stick with your commitment and you know as a single parent myself it's it's hard when people renege on their commitments and it happens a lot (laughs) so that's one of the subjects that they do touch on but one of the the parts that i really really liked was while they were in the other realm there was a character babladar baladar balador somewhere somewhere around that name (laughs) sorry in that vicinity but he was a fairy and he had found jonathan after he had run off into the forest alone and he starts entertaining the kid with shapes and colors and all this other stuff and one of the things he's he says is you have to know how to play with children you have to keep their constant attention otherwise they're going to go wandering off and that is something very vital that i was not taught before i had a kid or while i had a kid i had to learn that by myself it is so freaking hard keeping a child's attention, especially a three-year-old. Oh my God, they're worse than me and I have ADHD. Like I can't fucking keep my attention for three seconds. I'm lucky I can do this podcast half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why we have so many freaking moments where we go watering off topic. <laughs> but it's it was just like moments like that, they really did have throughout the entire book it, it might just be a sentence here or a lot uh a couple lines here but every time that there was something that she needed to learn she learned through trial and error which is most mostly mm-hmm. what parenting is is just trial and error but she she had a couple of characters on the way helping her which was great yeah that was really beautifully done the fact that she was you know like even so much as in that in that opening um scene where he's like oh i'm gonna go hang out with my girlfriend now whatever it's like he's driving the convertible with the baby in the back and petra's like what are you doing <laughs> like yeah you've got the baby in the back seat like what is happening i might not have had an issue with the whole top down my kid's been on a back of a motorcycle and i haven't so i mean it's like it's up to the parent to decide it's obviously by discretion i got nervous when my kid first climbed a rock wall i was terrified that she was just gonna drop off i literally stood under it the whole time with my arms getting ready to brace her if she did fall but she never did it just she just she knew what she was doing she had to do it herself and that's part of Petra's issue is she she wants too much control and sometimes you just can't control everything as a parent (laughs) yeah yeah sorry (laughs) so Jen I know that 
this is a fantasy world and as far as we know at the moment there's no way that you can put someone's consciousness into someone else's body but if you were in a similar situation um both as a person on your own and as a mother who once had a three-year-old how would you go about handling that like how what would be as far as you're aware right now, what would be your first thoughts, your first concerns? There would be a lot of concerns. <laughs> I would be really concerned for her safety. She wasn't really a shy or timid child, but at the same time, she's like me. So she was very rambunctious, kind of like how Jonathan was. So safety is definitely a huge concern. Um, I don't know how I would have handled it, though. <laughs> I could see that uh, I would have been like Petra. Uh, she just kind of like was like, okay, here's the situation. This is what we're going to do. Let's get it done. So mm-hmm. I could respect her for that because of the fact that she was a no, I can't say she was no nonsense, but she was just like, all right, let's get back home. Let's get my kids safe. Like she had her priorities set. She knew what she needed to do and she was a badass enough to get it done. And Mm -hmm. I think I would kind of fall in line with that same concept because of the fact that you do whatever you can for your child or yeah, you got to eat. Okay, let's get you a squirrel. Who fucking cares? (laughs) Well, at one point they did eat a squirrel. So it was just, I know (laughs) it was just the first thing that popped in my head. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just like, it's little things like that, that you just, you know, you need to do, you need to get it done. So you're going to do whatever it fucking takes and even in the real world you still do that as a parent your kid needs to eat but you only have enough food for one person well your kid gets to eat you starve that's just how it works you know Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. every parent is like that but that's how it should be so if i would if i was Mm -hmm. forced into this tragic situation of you know doctor who all timey wimey wibbly wobbly nonsense then <laughs> then yeah i would uh be kicking ass taking names and making everybody my bitch until i could get home and make sure my kid's safe <laughs> so obviously like the biggest concern is like other people you don't know where you are you don't know what the animals are like you don't know what the people are like you don't know if you're if you know who's friend who's foe um But I almost feel as though, like, if I were to be able to have, like, find a safe place, like, if there's, like, an inn close by or something, like, a safe, like, home base, and then make sure that I, you know, that I was aware of any sustenance around, like, you know, what can, where can we sleep? Where can we eat? You know? And then, oh, man, it would be so fun. (laughs) like probably not but it would be so fun right like it's an adventure at that place I know that my basic my basic concerns are taken care of you know now we can take as much time as we need to to figure out the rest of it well the the major thing was is that they they got transposed into the heroes bodies where they were very recognizable so I I mean that was their biggest downfall well it's the worst in terms of like because then you have people needing you people want you know people could you imagine if you were like 
put into like Hercules body or something or like Captain America like anybody recognizable <laughs> which oh. is essentially what these yeah. people were I mean they were so recognizable everybody's like hey you're this person and th- you're Lady Ab- Amira no I'm not yes you are <laughs> I know you you've got that scar oh yeah it made me forget <laughs> meanwhile you don't know like who she is what her story is her mannerisms like you can't even fake it because they're like why are you all of a sudden talking so differently literally have no knowledge base of anything going on around you it would be very terrifying if that was to happen but at the same time it's like as long as you have basic knowledge of how to survive off the land then you're good you're totally good yeah, I want to un- amend my answer because if if no one knew who I was, then it yeah. would be cool. Then we would have, you know, like all the time in the world. But if people like know you, yeah. then that's not cool. Yeah. It gives you a lot more challenges because now you got to sneak around and possibly have more people that are trying to kill you than not. There's so much that could be like wrong. <laughs> yeah. But... And not knowing who to trust. Woo. But if I was to come, like how how this book was, and I was to come into a village with a bunch of 80s and 90s nostalgia items. The Bart Simpson. Or (laughs) the the mushroom t-shirt. I'm a fun guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. It was just literally, I I would die. (laughs) I would be in heaven at that point. Yeah, there was definitely so much nostalgia. Like, it was yeah, great it really was like even some of the shit i forgot about pogs Shh. <laughs> uh listen i have i never played pogs because i didn't play with anyone who i who knew how uh-huh. to play pogs but i had my uncle and my dad made sure especially my uncle i think he had the most pogs but they gave me a ton of them right like tubes full and then I was really, really sick one time and they brought me home a Simba slammer and it was holographic and it had Simba on it. And uh, every time I think of Pugs, I think of my Simba slammer. See, I always think of my my magic eight ball one. It was like really fucking thick. It was thick as hell. And it was so cool. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But I, I had so many. I had a literal bucket full of pogs. One of my cousins stole them. All of them. All of them. <laughs> Didn't leave me a fucking one. They also stole all my Nintendo games. That's the worst. Dude, family sucks. <laughs> Those damn pogs back. <laughs> I want my Nintendo shit back. You kidding me? I had the gold Zelda all right i never played zelda so good so good but honestly marble madness maniac mansion freaking uh mendel palace those were my games i don't know what any of that means snake rattle and roll oh (laughs) like i could go on forever i miss nintendo games Mine and my brothers, we didn't play a lot of games, but we had the first PlayStation and we played, we had PS and PS2 and we played 
the demo version of Spyro the dragon. Oh yeah. We played Twisted Metal and okay. we played Crash Bandicoot. Okay. Listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister had the uh Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. Um we had Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, GameCube, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. I've had an Xbox. I've got an Xbox S. Uh yeah. Yeah. No wonder you're more into games than I am. <laughs> Dude, literally, I would sit on Nintendo for fucking hours. I was obsessed. You have no idea. Like, Mega Man. I was, oh my god. (laughs) Mario Brothers. I played Mario Brothers with our mutual friend. Okay. When we were little, little, little. Because he had one of those. And we we played Sonic, and we played Mario, and we played... I think those are the only ones. Listen, if I told you every game I played, it would we would be here for hours. <laughs> I can say that I like Pirates of the Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, uh, I haven't played that one, but Star Wars, uh, Jurassic Park, Batman, played all those. Lego. Yep. <laughs> I have Lego Star Wars on my phone. Really? Yes. Yes. I, yeah. Wait. I'm not mad at it either. Do they have Lego Pirates of the Caribbean for the phone? I don't know. Please hold. (laughs) They don't have Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. Just Lego Star Wars. I'm sorry. Star Wars is better, though. While we're here, while we're riveting everyone with our riveting conversation, (laughs) roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here we go. (laughs) So apparently there's Roller Coaster Tycoon Touch, which is full free. And then there's a five ninety nine roller coaster tycoon classic. Ooh, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but I think I can clean up throw up, which might be worth it. You could do that on the free one. Can I on the roller coaster tycoon touch it? This the sure. classic legit looks exactly like the one. So everyone, like we said before, honestly, if you are into anything, basically anything, read this book. <laughs> it has something for everyone. It really does. It does. And if you want to check out the author, Aaron Frail, who you may remember was one of the authors in the Cosmic Comedy Collection with Philip Carter and... So we have reviewed his his work before, but I, I this one was so fun. Um, but he does have a website. It's AaronFrail.com, A-A-R-O-N-F-R-A-L-E.com. On there, he has books, audiobooks, contact info. The books that he has are 
obviously the my three-year-old is a barbarian and other parenting problems which also has a sequel which is orcs in portland and other social justice issues and then he has time burrito tuners um atmospheric pressure the theft so many others and then you can also get to all of his socials at the contact tab and then there's also a little section where you can just fill out send him a message and then submit that but he is also on facebook twitter reddit he has an x account which is just at aaron frail if you do want to you can sign up for his newsletter and then you'll get a free copy of time burrito which is a really pretty cover it's like galaxy and then it has a burrito flying through space with a cat on it and we love cats and we love burritos (laughs) all right jen what are we reading next week oh oh i'm so excited i'm so excited for this next week we have the bloody rose by christopher stanfield yay (laughs) so listen just a a brief brief synopsis you're you're not even gonna like get anything by this it's a murdering cheerleader (laughs) yes listen i've already started it you have yes (laughs) i'm gonna start it tonight i think i'm so excited because he the author is someone that we met on threads and we just love our threads community like so much um and honestly ever since we first got on threads i've looked at this book and i'm like man i really i really want to check out this book and then the more he posts about it, I'm like, oh, God, I really want to check out this book. And so finally, I was like, Jen, we have to do this book for the podcast. Like, we, it's not even an option. Well, I, I was down with it. And the only thing that I needed was it to be released for Valentine's Day. <laughs> so it will be released the day before. And I am totally fine with that. Yeah, no, that is the perfect day. So it really is. <laughs> Anyways, we are excited to read books from our threads community. Yes. And I honestly, I want to thank you all for, um, I know that we opened up submissions and we got so many submissions. I've read through a couple. Oh my God. Um, and there are so many that we want to put on our roster. So we are waiting, you know, we have this month is all booked up. Um, next next month we have a couple of books already in queue <laughs> but we're definitely going to be adding more from the submissions because we got so many good ones there's so freaking many and we love you all for that there's no way to even if we wanted to do all of these this year there's no way there's so so many of you have submitted that's how many so like, many <laughs> we could do uh, we could do one a week every week for the next 65 weeks and there's still going to be more yep it's also overwhelming it's overwhelming that so many people wanted us to review their stuff it's overwhelming how many good books there are in to uh and there to possibly even put on the podcast so it's a rough decision to make which is what is taking so long because we 
we want to give everybody a fair opportunity. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that everybody gets a chance to be on the podcast, but we can only do so much. We're only two people. Right. And there's only so, so many weeks in the year. And that's why, you know, if, if your book is not chosen for the podcast, like don't despair. I'm, I really am trying to get to the books, even if we're, they're not for the podcast, just, you know, for pleasure reading and then post about them and and I want to make sure that you guys are supported like you supported us <laughs> and I'm trying to actually get through the podcast books a little bit quicker that way I could do it in between my crazy ass schedule right now so like we're gonna get to them guys just give us some time <laughs> I've said it a couple of times lately but I'm like if if you know drowning in my tbr is the way i go then here we here we go <laughs> bro it just keeps getting like more it, oh god i know and I, we keep making I, new friends on threads and i'm like oh man but your book looks amazing <laughs> i know oh my god literally right now if i was to include what uh, everybody submitted plus everything that i've got on the back of my bed right now there's probably at least over a hundred and something books on my tbr right now for sure it's so much (laughs) but one book at a time we love it well actually it actually wasn't one book at a time this week it was three books at once (laughs) you were so on it this week though let me tell you this is the most i've been on it in a while but yeah i finished one book i started three others I'm halfway done with one. I'm a quarter done with another, and I'm on chapter six and another. So we're getting there. We're getting there. So that that's like this whole month's worth of books <laughs> in like one week. My brain is gonna explode. Explode, Lucy. All right, everybody. We appreciate you listening, and can't wait for you to follow along next week as well. Yes, you can find our podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We are also on YouTube. We don't have any videos up, but you, you know, if you're if you're already on there, you can just search for Devilish Bookworms and boom, there we are. Um, follow us yes. on Instagram and threads at Devilish Bookworms. Yes. And we we are very talkative. <laughs> yes. Which is not indicative of what our normal personalities are in real life not with other people yeah no we don't talk that much we're like i can't say we're shy we're just a little introverted and just just like talking but it's fun chatting with you guys on on threads (laughs) you guys are awesome all right everyone well we will see you next week Yes, we will. Bye. Bye.